Yeah. You never sell out. Never sell out. They can't tempt you with fortunes or fame. Sometimes you gotta talk that talk to them, Nipsey. But when that right deal, it comes your Sometimes way. they can't handle it, though. But you'll remember how to sign your name. But we don't care. Yeah, it's a moment that's special That's what happens, stay down, the game bless you That's what happens, don't fold, the game test you If you pass it, you gone, they can't catch you It's permanent, I bent down, I deserve this shit Rough rider, Rockefeller on my murder shit Try to threaten me with the fame, ain't concerned with it Only worry about the green, I'm a herbalist Even though, next level look, still achieving those Seven digits, model bitches, and arena shows Hundred thousand, make a transfer, cause my visa low Every week I send a text like that to GSO In the back, feeling like Jigga in the GS4 Me and Boogie on some need to know Watching ATL, nigga on the PS4 See they mad They hatin' on us, I don't even know Nipsey hustle when the league is on Niggas lame, but to each his own Change the game, now I need a throw Half a million Uncle Sam, hate to see it go All money in the squad, nigga even know Man, it's hotter like a ghetto, ghetto Ay, Callin' from the ghetto Live from the ghetto, live from the ghetto. We ain't like you, we don't like you, we don't like you, we ain't nothing like you. Goddamn, we we'll snipe you. Call him from the ghetto, call him from the ghetto. We need help down here, food around here, or we gon' spray everything down here. Call him from the ghetto, live from the ghetto. Pick up a call from the ghetto. Pick up my call from the ghetto We ain't like you, we ain't never like you We ain't even like your type Man, we'll snipe your type You go Live from the ghetto Man, it's live from the ghetto Came from nothing and made it something out I got the whole hood jumping Tell me what you want now oh, 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 oh. Call it from the ghetto Got the black hot like a kettle Can't even come back to your hood Yo, 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 what up? You back with the Uncensored Mike podcast. It's your boy Nori. I'm here with the crew today. We got DA. Yep. We got Mel. Yep. And we got Eggy over here. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the crew here again. We actually missing one person today, T'Challa. He ain't here, but guess what? We gonna hold it down for him anyway. We got you, homie. No doubt, no doubt. So what's up, man? Everybody good? Yeah, same shit. Yeah, okay. Same shit, different day, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm yeah. straight like a sleep, but you know what I mean? The marathon continues. That's right. You're a soldier. You're going to make it through. Yes, sir. <laughs> Always. All right, fellas. Um, You know, just to start out, we're going to talk about, um, you know, something that happened actually two weeks ago. Tomorrow, make two weeks ago. It don't even seem like it. Word. But, um, yeah, uh, we lost somebody, you know, very special. In the hip hop community and in the community and in the world, period. Somebody um that was doing some real positive, good things. You know, Nipsey, we lost him to senseless uh, violence. But we're gonna talk about some things dealing with the whole situation. You know, pay tribute to him and um you know talk about some other things that's dealing with that whole situation. You know, last Saturday I was actually just chilling, grubbing when I first got the news. And Eggy, you actually dropped it in the group chat. Um, yeah. I think you actually said, yo, they shot Nip. And then I, I picked up my phone and looked at it. I said, huh? 
I actually had to look at it and read it a couple times. I said, damn, they shot Nip. And then right away, I jumped online and, and saw some things on there. And I was like, oh, shit, that happened. And then, um, you know, I, I was filled with a couple of different emotions. You know, I felt mad. I felt a little bit of anger. Right. I felt uh, sad. And then I had a, a funny feeling in my gut, too. Like, damn, this is crazy. But, you know, you always think optimistic. Like, yo, he'll probably pull up out of this. Maybe he was just grazed. I didn't have all the details yet. I didn't know how many times he was shot and all that. I was like, he'll probably pull up out of this. But then, um, you know, shortly after, I think someone posted in the group the actual video footage of um the, the them trying to give him CPR or something like that. And right away, we were all thinking, damn, this shit don't look good. You know what I'm saying? So I, um, you know, I immediately sent some um, prayers up to heaven real quick, you know, hoping and, and praying that he will pull through. But, uh, you know, shortly after that, the news came out he didn't make it. So, um, man, I felt, I felt a little fucked up, you know, I immediately thought about his wife and kids, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, this is, this is crazy. This is going to be rough. You know, this is definitely a blow. And, um, you know, me, I've been, I've, I've probably been a Nipsey fan since like 2010. I originally heard him on a song with Drake, like in back then in, in 2010. And I was like, yo, who is this Nipsey dude? And and then I kind of looked into him, saw some more of his, uh, looked up some more of his music and I basically been rocking with him and riding with him ever since. So, you know, I'm actually a fan of Nipsey and, um, I know what he had going on. I know his movement. He was doing a lot of positive things. You know, I followed him over the years. So that kind of, it kind of hit me, you know, it kind of hit me hard like it did a lot of people. I know he had a positive movement going, like I said. I know some of the things he was doing, you know, in the community with uh, the stores and stuff he, he had going. But actually, you know, of course, in his passing, we all got hip to more things that he was doing that we didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, a lot of interviews are resurfacing now. You, you hear how positive he was, the, the vision he had, how he was making moves, you know. And it, it sucks that it takes for, you know, something like this to happen for, for certain things to be brought to light to the masses. You know, like I said, most of us kind of knew the movement he was on. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just felt I just felt fucked up, man. Um, I, I fucked with his music. I fucked with the movement he had going on. He was a real, a real positive brother. He was definitely doing some things. And I think we took a big blow, man. The world, period. Not just the hip-hop community, not just um, black communities. I think the world, period, because I think that brother was very motivational. I think he, he had a vision. He was positive. He was all about, you know, being a boss, basically. Just owning your own masters, you know, buying real estate, just being smart and even with some of the interviews, you can see he was dropping jewels uh, eight, nine, ten years ago when he first kind of entered the game or whatever. He was he wasn't. I saw an interview when he wasn't talking about buying cars and jewelry. He was talking about, yo, I'm about to get real estate. I'm about to do this. I'm about to buy this and buy that. He eventually did it. But that just tell you, you know, what his mind was at. He was he was kind of advanced, you know, and, and he was forward thinking. Basically, that's a, a good word to um, throw out there. He was a real forward thinking brother. That was doing some great things, man, and um, it's sad that we had to lose him, especially the way we lost him. But we're gonna uh, just really dedicate this episode to him. We're gonna talk about him, his, you know, his music, the positive things he was doing, and just um, you know, some other things too. So we'll just we'll just take it from there. If anybody want to jump in and say what you got to say about it, you you know, whatever you got to say, just get it off your chest now about Nipsey. You know yeah, man, I was um, I was actually at home. It was on Sunday. You know, I got the house by myself. Nobody's around. Right, you know feeling. what I mean? Yeah, just, just chilling, doing my typical stuff that I do. 
and um, I, my phone start ringing, and I go online. I, I start, you know, looking through shit, man, and that's when I read the article that Nip got shot. You know, the first thing I thought was uh, pretty much like you, like, damn, he got hit. It's like, yo, uh, I, he, he gonna pull through it, man. You know what I mean? And then um, as, as time went by, you start getting more details, and uh, then I saw the video, and I'm like, uh, man, I kind of regret watching that video, man. It sucked watching, yeah. watching this this fallen king, man, go out like that. And um, yeah, man, you know, I, I've been a fan of it for a little bit. Um, dude was definitely a dope artist, and um, it sucks that after. After one pass, man, then you start doing more research and start looking into things, man. And you just see the type of person he was, man. Dude was never selfish, was never greedy. It was all about his peoples. It was all about his community. And it was all about, you know, his his family and his loved ones, man. And it was it, it was a big loss, man. Uh, I was around when, when Pac and Big died. And, um, I mean, it was a loss too, man. But the impact that Nip had. In this hip hop community, man, and just the community and worldwide, man, it's uh was was tremendous, man, and it definitely was a big loss, man, big loss for not only for hip hop but for the world and his community, man, and his peoples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I'm the youngest out of all of us. I mean, I know I am. Um, so when Pop passed, I was like, oh man, that's just kind of like fucked up. Uh, same thing with Big. I was like, all right, I mean, that's that's it's even more fucked up. Uh, I think even when we can go to artists like, you know, who died tragically like this, even with uh, Aaliyah, uh, who's a big pop star, I was like, man, that's fucked up. Um, left Eye, same thing. Uh, even uh, it's just as recently as, as an artist like uh, X, uh, Extension, I was like, man, you know, that's tragic. Uh, a kid who seemed to be you know, turning it around and figuring shit out. But I just think it hit a little differently with Nipsey uh, because he was so, I think, motivational, not for me, but along with others, being an example of how you can uh, make it out. And you don't got to be stuck just to the norms that uh, rap tells you to stick to. You don't have to just, and I think I brought it up a couple couple episodes ago where, you know, um, with being a rapper, you have to do shit that signifies wealth. And he was against that whole that whole model. Like uh, Nori uh, brought it up where it was an early interview where he was like, I don't give a fuck about them chains. You know, I want to invest. And the dude asked him to repeat that, and he repeated the exact same thing. So I think he provided a base, you know, to where certain artists are, are you know, he, he did it. What you see Jay doing, what you see Puff doing, he was doing the same thing earlier, but just on a much smaller scale. You know, as far as the building up the same community he stayed in, the same community that he was raised in, you know, with providing that um, he had built like a workspace for guys to come in and, you know, uh, creators to come in and, you know, get their shit off. That that Sector 90, Vector 90, Vector 90. Vector 90 um, with the whole sloshing shop uh, employing ex-felons who, who couldn't get a job. You know, even the rumors you've heard about why he was at the store to begin with, I just think, man, um, and I think it, it hit me so hard because I just saw, like, a dude 
um, that was just a lot of a, a dude to me that was relatable. Like I couldn't relate to Jay, I couldn't relate to Puff. Like we're seeing Nipsey, and you know, being where I'm from and where he from, how it looks so similar, and the dude that was that was talking shit that I like to hear on, on, on records. And I think, you know, me and Nori used to go back and forth. You know, I thought he would be like, yo, Crooked Eyes, the king. And I always thought Nipsey was because, you know, it's just what I could relate to. So I think for me, man, um, it was just sad. And I just hate to see people with so much going for themselves. And that's actually trying to do good and just not, you know, talk about the shit. And I think me and Eggy spoke about it, you know, with comparing him to Pop. Like, Pop, Nipsey accomplish or attempted to accomplish a lot of the shit Pac was only talking about. Yep. So <clears throat> that's not to say Pac wouldn't have accomplished it, but he was taken so early that he never got the opportunity. I mean, Nip died at 33, Pac was 25, 26, so that's an eight-year difference. Maybe he would have did it, you know, and that's not to say he wouldn't have. But I think a lot of the things – a lot of the messages that Pop put out that people loved him for, Nipsey actually accomplished that. So, or was on his way to accomplishing, you know, with building back up the community, with actually helping motherfuckers out. And then you see so many videos surface now of just him being genuinely a good fucking dude. Like there's no, there's no fucking marks on his record. There's no stains on his resume. Actually being a good fucking dude, no whole shit. No rumors that popped up about him. You never heard any of the bullshit. You never heard any fucking whispers about his character. He was genuinely a good fucking dude who you don't hear about people saying, oh, he fucked me over. He did this. He did that. He was slimy. Everybody, you know, uh, the story about the fucking dude who was working on the lights. Uh he was working on like uh the street lights. Yeah, that that one messed me up man, <laughs> yeah, when yeah, I read yeah, that yeah. joint. Some yeah, random, too. some, random, some dude random dude that Nip would come out to and give him snacks. Yo, you good, thank you. You know, you want some merchandise? A yeah. fucking dude that's lunch, just that's lunch. just that's yeah, just fixing a, the light, doing his job. Yeah, doing his so, job. So don't nobody care about somebody out yeah, there fixing the he, lights. He's there every day, he'll he'll right. be all right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that's that's what hurts is and then you seen just the outpour of of love he gets, you know, a fucking rapper. Filling up the fucking Staples Arena, dude. A fucking rapper. A rapper filling up. Like, if you could have said that was Prince, I get it. But, but you, you can see why, because truly he was more than just a rapper. Um, after, yeah. you, after you see, you know, his accolades and the things yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that he done in the past. And to me, when I heard it, it was like, actually my um 15-year-old daughter, because she know I bump Nipsey a lot. So she had sent me a text and she was like, Dad, they said Nipsey got uh, shot and killed. So I was like, Nipsey who? And she was like, Nipsey Hustle, the rapper you be playing when you be getting ready for work, he got shot and killed. And I was like, bullshit. So <laughs> that's when I looked and I seen all of the uh, miss, uh, messages from the group yeah, chat. Group chat. Yeah. And when I looked in the group chat, um, that's when I saw Eggy had posted on there, you know, Nipsey got shot. Then when I went went online and seen the video and stuff, then it was like, you know, senseless. You know, the first thing popped in my mind is senseless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then I was thinking, okay, maybe he'll make it. And then when I looked at the video and saw him pumping on his chest mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and I just had to turn the video off because the first thing popped in my head was, 
we always preach and giving back to our communities, doing things positive. And here you have somebody that's doing that, and he was taken. Yeah. And man. then, um, and then next thing you know, then it's like this pop up. Oh, it was the government. And then it's like, oh, it was this and it was that. And it's like you haven't even taken the time to wrap around in your mind what had just happened. And now here comes the theories. Uh, now here comes, um, you know, all the crap coming at you at one time when you haven't even had had a chance to digest what had just taken place. Yeah, and, exactly. and like you say, I, I was around doing Biggie. I was around doing Pac. I was around doing, you know, Jam Master J. Those were people that I listened to. And, um, yes, they, they all did, you know, in their time what for their community what they um, – was able to do, but I think um, even though it's an age gap between Nipsey and I, I can relate to him more because a lot of the stuff that he was doing and trying to do for his community is stuff that I was doing right. and stuff that I was always preaching. Right. Um, that's why for me, it was a little more personal for the way that he was for the way that he was taken, um, or, or or his life was snuffed out. It wasn't really warranted over the conversation exchange that they say happened between the two you know if i ask you a question aren't you the one that snitched to cops i don't want you around me that's just what i mean i don't want you around me and it wasn't but even for you that, to come back he, but for you to come back and take my life because i stated i don't and the thing want is you that around nip, me nip gave him the opportunity nip told him you know from from the stuff that we read online and what people said that was there during the incident was nip gave him the opportunity was like yo this is the word on the street now, if you got paperwork that says otherwise, come back, my G, and I got you, and I hold you down. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. So, for this dude to go ahead and just still take it, go down. back and then come back and then shoot him, leave, go back, shoot him again, did it three times, mm-hmm. and the the last one from my from from what I understand was was the fatal shot to the head, and then you kick him, and then you take off like. That shit crazy. That shit, that shit's crazy. And that show you what kind of dude Nip was. He even gave him, he gave that dude a chance. The Yo, opportunity the papers, to redeem himself. Come back. Right. Show us that you legit, that this shit we hearing isn't true. And, and you good. I put the word out and you be good again. That's right. Basically. So that just shows you again what kind of guy he was. You know what I'm saying? He could have easily just said, Yo, get the fuck out of here. But like, right. you know what I'm saying? Period. And just left it at that. One of the things that I have a problem with, with the whole media and stuff now um, that I sit back and I reflect. I'm a firm believer, give a person their flowers while they can wow. smell them. Facts. So tell me um, that you impressed or tell me that um, you like what I'm doing while I'm living. Mm-hmm. And the media, most of the time when they talked about Nip, it was when he was slapping the, the crap out of somebody. Yeah, or when he was having an altercation ago. outside of a club or when he was checking somebody. Yeah, but that, so vic- that's, that, that victory that's slap what, was... That, <laughs> but, but, it, but the thing is, that, that's, that's, what, that's what they put out prior to now. Right. So, so when other people from other communities that didn't know him when they heard Nipsey Hussle was uh, murdered, the only image they have of him was the violent image. It wasn't until you start showing all the good that he was doing. I would have rather than while he was living, showing and promoting and pushing that good mm-hmm. that that he was doing. Why why did it take him having to lose his life before y'all want to tell us what type, you know, yeah. build up his character and tell us 
what his character was for the people that didn't really know him or didn't didn't really follow him um you know to people outside of the hood or the ghettos or whatever it was um oh that's the guy that was in the media for slapping whoever or fighting whoever and now they had so much so many comments to make and then now that that they see you know that was just one one or two incidents that took place which we all human we all human so at any given time any of us can step out of character or something could happen that can um, make us Mm -hmm. step out of character um that wouldn't normally be you know our our norm yeah actually the story da just brought up about the the street like dude i'm gonna read the actual post for people that don't know the story or or haven't heard it yet i'm gonna read the actual post from the lady all right it says um my husband has been assigned to Crenshaw District to upgrade and replace the street lights for the past few months. And she said, my husband has been telling me stories of this amazing shop owner who always comes out with snacks, water and sodas. Every time this shop owner thanks him for work and working on and upgrading the area. A few times this shop owner has even tried hooking him up with free merchandise. My husband would tell me what a cool and real nice guy he was. Yesterday, my husband called me crying and very distraught. My husband told me, you know that shop owner who I'm always telling you about? I was like, yeah, what's up? My husband then proceeded to tell me, well, I just saw pictures of him on the news and his name is Nipsey Hussle and he was just shot and killed. My husband is a simple street light electrician and no one has ever been so kind to him on his job until Nipsey Hussle was. This is just a short story to show the small example of how this man's character was. So, like we were saying earlier, when DA brought it up, that just shows you, you know, um, Nipsey was just a real genuine guy to do something like that. You know, somebody on the street doing their job working, and then you're a store owner, you know, you millionaire, you got money. You know, who would really come out and show love to just somebody out there like that that they um don't owe nothing to? They don't got no no kind of relationship with. So, you know, um, it just shows how genuine and how real he was. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of other stories that may eventually come out of kind, generous things that he did that he didn't have to do. But, um, yeah, man, I just feel like, hey, we, we, we lost one, man, and um, it sucks. It really does, you know? Um, Eggy, Eggy brought up a point about, and I don't even want to delve into it, but then you see, uh, before I get to what he said, you see people – and, you know, I don't even now I'm in a place where I really don't like to put like a lot of negative energy in the shit because then it consumes you. But, you know, uh, have you the dude at Fox News was like, yo, he kept saying like, yo, how did how did how was Nipsey able how was Nipsey able to do what he did? Like question, like, how was he getting his money? How was he? And it's like you see shit like that. And it's like you see motherfuckers like. Like, no matter who it is, like, show some fucking respect. And why aren't you able to just say, you know what? As much as you guys try to clown people that are in his position that don't do shit for nobody, and and rightfully so sometimes, you know, for him, why can't you be like, all right, this was a good one? You don't, you don't got to fucking, you don't, you don't got to nitpick just because, I mean, we all get Fox. They shtick, man. They, you know, they angles and shit you know, who they support, who they go behind, and that's not even the point. But the point is, like, 
with certain shit, like have a little fucking respect for some people, the the actual good ones. The ones we okay, we get the ones that you harp on. Oh man, look, look what he's personifying. You know, he don't really do shit for us. But the ones who are actually fucking trying to accomplish something and do good, and he's never and then they 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 made fun of, you know, oh he released a fuck Donald Trump song. Okay, cool. We get that. But take that issue up with him when he released the song when he was actually living and you could have got whatever you got off your chest then. In a moment like this where you still got people who are grieving, this ain't the time or place for that, man. This ain't the time or place to, you know, and I I, I didn't even want to bring it up because I'm, I'm giving that and it's like you see the bullshit that they, they try to pull off and it just upsets me because it's like, man, when you got somebody in that position, like who's actually doing good, give it up for them and show some fucking respect. Show some fucking respect for the ones who are actually out there getting shit done. Whether white, black, purple, green, orange, it don't matter. For good fucking people, they need to be shown respect, man. Especially at times like this. When, they, when they're lost tragically like this, show some fucking respect. Because, you know, it, I, I just didn't put it past them to do shit like this. And then, you know, you heard about the, the, the cop shit with the walkie-talkie. I ain't even getting into that shit. But, you know, it's just, I just think people, and I don't know, I was, somebody said this, and I mean, it might ring true, but I just think they hate it to see everybody come together and just support this dude who really wasn't widely known amongst people outside of his culture. You know what I'm saying? Like the normal, the normal white person didn't really know who Nipsey Hussle was. You know what I'm saying? My son really didn't know who Nipsey Hussle was, but to still see him get just this outcry and this fucking huge fucking adoration. I mean, people who adored him for all angles, and you never knew the, the guy from the fucking, he didn't know who no fucking Nipsey Hussle was. The electrician? No, yeah, he, he didn't know who no fucking Nipsey. He, he just told his wife, yo, it was just some dude coming outside the shop giving me fucking, trying to be a good fucking person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to still see how they lined the fucking streets of South LA or where he was from. How they fucking packed out a fucking arena. How fucking news broadcast. Bro, when you got Fox fucking broadcasting a, a rap, a quote unquote rapper's funeral, or BNT going airing the process. CBS, B- ET, C- it was C- all over. CNN, all over. BT airing it, going night. commercial free. No fucking, no there's ads. no ads. There's no revenue being made off of it. Right. Bro, that's fucking big. That's love. That's respect. That's fucking big, and that's respect. And I want to take time out to just show him respect, man, because, you know, I related to him on, on certain aspects. He he talked about shit that I can relate to as far as, you know, being from the streets, and, I mean, which I think all of us are, and not really sometimes not thinking that there's a way out. And he's showing motherfuckers it's a way out. Like, you don't really got to bang all your life, man. That may seem like one out at one point in time, but that don't got to be the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can make it out of that. You just got to strive to do it. You got you just got to hustle to do it. Right. You just got to want to do it, Yep. but you can do it. And I think he showed a lot of people that, and I, and I want to celebrate him for that, man, for being, you know, just being just being positive and being a, a man of the people. And like I said, when, when he died and in his death, you saw that.
you saw that from all fucking angles. And, you know, he might not have known it at the time, but he was a fucking legend. Or he might have known it, but you seeing it now. And this is from an artist, like I said, that wasn't really like a star. He was a, he was widely known, you know what I'm saying? But as far as being like a star, like a Kendrick, like a Cole, like a Drake, he wasn't. But for him to still be loved and honored like this in his death, that just shows you he was much more, like Mel said, he was much more than a rapper he, to his even, people. Because the thing is, a star is driven by fame. They're driven by fame. They're driven by the fans and what the fans think. He was driven by building a legacy and showing you that you can change your mindset. Outside of rap. Yeah, you yeah. can change your mindset. You can turn around that. Yeah, I made a mistake when I was younger, but you can't recover for that. And not only am I going to preach it, I'm going to show it to you. So I'm not only going to talk the walk, but I'm going to actually walk the walk. Right. And uh, even and, even and now, lay out a blueprint. Even down to his last deed that he was doing was one of his people just, just got on parole and he was the only reason why he went to the shop was to hook him up with some clothing, some merchandise, so he could go back to his family looking fresh and clean. So, so that shows you his character, the type of individual that he is, or what uh, the type of person that he was. You know, even down to the last day, like I said, on what he was doing, man. And it sucks that from the stuff that I see on social media is that people are quick to want to point the finger. At conspiracy theories Oh this was a hit It was planned out And they quit to point the finger To everyone else But nah You know We the ones That Took him out And when I say we I'm talking about You know it, it's, it's always Our own kind Who's taking out Each other And it's like that Crab in a bucket Theory And then you know With, with that You know At first I kind of thought Like man I mean To be honest I don't really put it past The government For anything I mean, nothing they do would surprise me, honest, with anything. I'd just be like, oh, whatever, yeah. But I think with this, what I will say is I kind of quickly, I, I, I gave that thought, but then I dismissed it because it's like, yo, man, like, fuck niggas kill real niggas every day. Yeah, that shit happens all the time. You got the fucking clown, clowns kill legends every fucking day. You know, was John Lennon was killed by a fan, right? Right. Yeah. So shit like that happens, you know, the dude who killed you JFK. That type of shit happens. You got fucking clowns who kill legendary people all the fucking time. You know, you had a fucking clown who killed Triple X. That so that 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 don't got nothing to do with the government. That just got to do with hating motherfuckers who do this every single day. And it may not be on the scope of a Nipsey, but you got some fucking clown right now who's in some fucking small city that wants to kill a dude that's actually doing good for people. Mm-hmm. So, and it just happened. It just happened in Gainesville the other day. Guy, the guy was a uh, good Samaritan, walked in the Waffle House, was paying for oh, yeah, pe- I saw paying that, for man. people's um, food and giving and giving people twenty dollar bills. This one chick, she got mad because he didn't pay for hers. And got into an argument with the guy for not paying for hers, and her boyfriend went out, got a gun, came back, and shot the dude in the head. So, so bro, over, over so, a twenty-five, so, thirty-dollar fucking deal, you know, bro. With that, I don't even want to get on that for too long. But I'm gonna ask you a question. With that, Mel, I didn't pay for yours. Okay, it's my money. But no, 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 to. not even that. You came to the Waffle House knowing 
that you would have to pay, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I didn't pay for it, you should be like, all right. I knew I wasn't gonna come in. I wasn't coming here to eat free anyway. anyway. So it wasn't like you invited me out and then saying I'll pay for it. And when you didn't pay for it, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you came here knowing knowing you you have to. Yeah, so and and you know, you know that that particular thing really touched me because I've done that several times. Like I've been out places, and the table next to me or behind me or whatever may have a big party. I may have extra, and I tell the server, "Hey, give me their bill." And I'll pay for their bill. Um, and I've done it at Waffle House. I've done it at Chili's. I've done it at Miller's Ale House. So, you know, I haven't done it to where I would just go out openly and say, hey, give me his bill. But, you know, I would pull service to the side um, and pay for their bill. I've been in the, in the grocery line at Winn-Dixie or Walmart and somebody's um, having problems, whatever, around Christmas time. And I've paid, you know, me or my wife has paid for their bill or whatever. So the thing is, at any given time, that could have been me. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, but it it, it was senseless. Yeah. It's like, why? It didn't okay, no okay he, he didn't pay for your meal. And even for this dude, if your lady out of line, you need to be checking your lady. Yeah, I got we, that. We I, don't I, need. I, yeah, we didn't come here thinking we'd eat free anyway. Yeah, yeah. you know, and what Eggy said earlier, he mentioned about um, about Nip giving this dude. I, I think I saw something or read some along the same lines as you did, where he said, "Yeah, you know, he told the dude and was like, yo, I can't mess with you for these reasons.'" And then I guess he said he saw the hurt in the dude's eyes. Was like, "All right, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. Right, mm-hmm. bring the paperwork back. If you clear it." then I'll see what I could do for you. Then it's all love, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, you could, and then I think you could see why Nipsey Hussle couldn't be associated with certain people. It's, that's just that's just politics. That's just, that's just the way of the world. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't want somebody around me who I know could maybe fucking, we doing the littlest shit and at the signs of the first sign, at the first signs of trouble, he throws me under the bus. I wouldn't want somebody around me like that either. Mm-hmm. If I can't trust you, then that goes a long way. I don't need way. to be around you, right? Yeah, yeah, so I felt, Nip felt like, yo, if if you're not who they say you are, bring your paperwork back. You know what I'm saying? Prove that, and we good. There's right. a misunderstanding. I think Nip probably would have helped clear up, yo, I saw the paperwork. He's not who people say he mm-hmm. is. So that co-sign for him would have went a long way. But for him to come back and then do what he did, and then, you know, I think me and Eggy probably saw the same thing where the dude shot him. And uh, Nips was like, yo, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You got me. I'm good. After the first couple times. And then that's when, that's probably what prompted him to keep coming back. Because after you do it, after, you know, if, if I were to do that, once I let off the first couple times, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm gone. Not, I'm, I'm not coming ass. back. Yeah. yeah. So Nips saying, yo, I'm good. You got me. Okay. We good. And then I guess that prompted the last whatever. Last but, couple shots. Yeah. And it's just. I don't know, man. That's just sad, especially when you saying even in them moments, he's telling the dude like, "Yo, okay, we good. You got me. You know what I'm saying? We just the amount of hate yeah. that a person has to carry and have within himself to double back, shoot again, kick him, yeah, and then kick. shoot him again. That's a that's a totally and different this, level this, of hate, and, demonic and, and, type and, shit, man. And Nori said this was a dude, and I think Eggy said this was a dude who. He could have said like, "Yo, get the fuck out." I can't, con- I can't condone your actions or what they say you did yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But to still say, "Yo, 
if you bring back what's required, we good. Right. And I'll do what I'll see what I can do to help you. Like that's he could have easily been like, yo, stay away from me. We could we could have smashed on you as mm-hmm. soon as we saw you. Stomped mm-hmm. you out, yo. Just, just based off a of rumor alone, yeah. I know people who got washed. Yeah, yeah so behind shit like we, that. right there, right then and there, we could have we could have smashed you out. But it's still for him to say like, yo, don't worry about it, man. Well, if 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 your shit if your shit good like you say it is, we good, right? So that's that's just sad that even in giving somebody a second chance and benefit of the doubt, so that shit just seems totally senseless. That that shit seems unprovoked it seems like god damn dude like i didn't even I, I didn't i don't even think i said anything to disrespect you in the moment you know what i'm saying maybe initially but then when i kind of corrected myself and be like all right bring back the paperwork i thought i had probably cleared up any type of disrespect you might have sensed from me calling you a rat I'm, oh okay cool let me not call you that you know bring your shit back and then we can work it out so you to still feel disrespected and, and to do that, that shit totally, I mean, senseless murders happen every day. Shit that seems totally fucking unprovoked. Like the example Mel just gave with the Waffle House shit. That shit. That's uh, yeah, crazy. And the thing is, with that man, is that, you know, he has a history of always giving people the opportunity to either redeem themselves, express themselves properly. Uh, just so recently, Big Boy, uh, which is a. Uh, Los Angeles uh, radio personality. He released a uh, a clip of uh, of a prank that he did with Nick, and the prank was he started off, "Yo, I wanted to, uh, you want to take uh, you know what he said my my brother's uh, niece or nephew." He said my cousin Jackie. Yeah, he said my yeah, cousin Jackie. Yeah, my, my cousin Jackie's son. To, to go. Now he never said son. That's why Nip oh, was like, oh, Jackie. Right, 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 right. Jackie. Yeah, that's why. So I guess uh, with him saying the name Jackie, Jackie he, he Nip, thought Nip thought it was, it was a female. It was like, yo, we're going to take my cousin Jackie to the prom. And Nip was like, yo, I'm all with it. Let's go. Yo, matter of fact. And then Big Boy was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to call my cousin right now on the phone. So Jackie gets on the phone. Now he was like, yo. Yeah, he just came out the closet. He was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he said, yo. That was a funny ass he, he said, He said, Oh, you talking about your male cousin your or your female? He was like, oh. <laughs> and even throughout the whole prank, it was like, hey, man, look, check this out, man. You know, I'm not going to go to the prom with you, but we could do what we can do is I get on the radio with, you know, we could go ahead and find your prom date. And even even throughout the whole joint. He was a good dude. He was a good dude. And he, and, and he was willing to go ahead and find another route to help this individual. Yeah, he could have told Big Boy, like, yo, don't ever in your life do that disrespect to me. me like right. that again because you know the shit I stand on. Mm-hmm. So as far as, come on, man, you can't. Yeah. Come and, on. And that shows you the type of individual he was. And this was before Victory Lap. This was before yeah. he was big. You know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. like, he always was willing to find a solution to the problem. He was always willing to, to go out his way to help anybody and everybody, man. And, it sucks that he went out, man, and um, throughout the process of him going out, man, the one thing uh, that I hated and disliked, man, we kind of touched on that real quick. Uh, Mel, well, actually, Mel did, was the whole conspiracy theory thing. Uh, oh, he was assassinated. It was a hit. It was LAPD. And even the lack of respect that individuals had towards the situation, there was a clip going around where I don't know if it was at a hospital or if it was at the precinct. Lauren London was there. And she just got word that Nip got Nip got shot. So 
This individual what, what went was, ahead. What was that at now? I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see that. I believe it was yeah, in I the hospital. Yeah, I think it was in the hospital. I believe it was in the hospital. She was walking into the hospital. She was walking into the hospital. She was somewhere, you know, in a, in a public area. And uh, she's like, who? Where is he? And she, and this individual took it upon itself to record her doing this vulnerable and personal moment and just running, crying towards the direction of Nick. So, you know, my thing is like, yo, she's going through it, man. Show some type of respect. Like, and, and we touched down on this, I believe, uh, two episodes ago in regards to social media, man. Like, people so quick to want to fucking record shit, man. Like, leave your fucking phone alone. This woman's going through pain. She just lost someone. And you recording her like, yo, yo, that's Lauren London. That's Nipsey wife. Just to get a fucking double tap on, on your fucking post. Shit like that is disgusting, man. People broadcasting shit. And trying to push this narrative that he was assassinated. We all know this is bigger than that. Like, leave that. Yo, somebody just lost their son, their brother, their husband, their father. And then you would just you want to push this narrative that motherfuckers getting assassinated. It was what well, I'm not gonna say assassinated because technically he was assassinated by definition. Mm -hmm. But to push the narrative that it was it, it was a conspiracy to to kill Nip because what he was doing because of Dr. C B and all this other shit, like like, don't do that, man. You're just for a fucking hit. But it's, work, you it's, it's working. You want me to tell you why it's working? Because instead of everybody focusing on what's going on with Nip and the Hurt, they now addressing the people that's doing whatever out of pocket. So it's like now it took the focus of being strong from them to now we addressing you on this. So that attention that they wanted, they getting that attention. Them views, because people going to see what they did and what they said, now the views are going up. So if they doing it for the clout, if they doing it to get views, if they doing it to get the double tap, guess what? It's working because they doing it. And I think uh, people need to focus on if, because even even like me, when, when my sister passed away, we were so focused on that and funeral arrangements and stuff to people said stuff, but we never turned our attention to it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff that was said or what was going on, we never found out until months after she passed away when people, you know, told us certain things about it. And um, even like the people that's closest to them, I think for for some of them, they just had to block that out because right now, this right here is the focus. We don't have time to focus on the ignorance. And sometimes we got to learn, even though it's easier said, but as humans, we got to learn to start blocking out um some of the some of the ignorance and not giving it no traction but a lot of that stuff was giving traction because people started reacting to it mm -hmm. and if you look at a lot of them people now you know a hundred thousand views five thousand views 24k views and it was just people running to be nosy to see what they were saying and to put in their comments mm -hmm. so it kind of got them to whatever numbers and stuff mm -hmm. that they wanted and we we sometimes got to learn um I like like the other day, um, something was bothering me, and you know, DA told me he was like, "Listen, don't even react to it. Just smile and keep it moving. Don't react to it, so you won't even, you know, give it no give it no traction." And and sometimes that's what we have to do, you know, just not give it no traction. I agree with you, and that is true. But even if a a, a group of people don't give it attention and don't react to it it's going to be a, even or even a more amount of people that's still gonna feed into it so even if they post some wild shit like they did with lauren running in the hospital and you know people refrain from looking at it 
it's I just, mean, other people will. So it, it, it's not, it's not going to end, even though. No, but I'm talking about the people is. that's. I'm talking about the people that was close to him, or the people that was. Because you, because you're gonna have people even now as as much as all the good stuff he's done, mm-hmm. even like um, Da was saying the comments that Fox News was making. You're gonna have some people that just not gonna like you, regardless. Regardless. Yeah. So so those people are gonna jump on the bandwagon with whoever. Mm-hmm. That that's with everything. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the ones that know what he stood for and know what he was trying to build, sometimes you can't feed into it. Because now, you know, you have his supporters saying the legacy, I mean saying the marathon continue. His marathon was community development. His marathon was peace. His marathon was buying um, the block, buying the hood back. Was building and uplifting. Right. So by you getting on social media and threatening to beat somebody ass. That's not peace. I, I can't honor you by going against what you're preaching, but I can't honor you by ignoring you. That's the peace side. And then finishing, picking up in the community, whether I'm going back to my community I grew up in or whether I'm investing in your community that you started investing in, that's grabbing the torch and moving forward. You, you get what I'm saying? So, so right. you know, when you yell the marathon continue, that's what the marathon is. We ain't got time for the bullshit now. You know what I'm saying? We got to focus and we got to look at your game plan that you started right now and try to figure out ways that we can pick it up and, and take it even further or closer to the finish line for for you. And I think, you know, his brother, who was one of his business partners, I think that I don't think that's going to stop. I think he's I, I would hope he's going to continue to do everything him and Nipsey was setting out to do. Now, you've lost a fucking brilliant creator a brilliant mind. So you may lose some ideas that Nipsey was coming up with because, I mean, he's a fucking creator. He's a brilliant mind in the the sense of figuring out new ways to uh, develop shit as far Mm -hmm. as different projects. I would hope his brother would at least try to be like, all right, we had a game plan. Let's see this game plan through. We're, we're We're obviously going to be hurting because Nipsey's uh, input was valued. His ideas mm-hmm. was valued. Maybe he was just better at this shit than I am as far as seeing the plan See, and yeah, seeing the seeing vision. the view, having a vision. Yeah. Maybe he was just better at that shit than I was, but I would hope he, he at least tries to keep it going. Yeah, but you, you you know, you say we lost a brilliant mind. We lost a brilliant mind with Nip, but he also planted seeds. And one of the seeds with, that he planted with the Vector um Vector group, 90. With the Vector 90 group is it was a bunch of entrepreneurs that this was a location that they can come to, pitch ideas. He invested in ideas. And when you got a collective number of people. Creators. Um, that are all creators and they putting stuff out there. So now I've planted this seed to where now, even though I'm gone, you have other ideas, Those, other they, brilliant they they, minds. They know they can that, come to that, that space. That's, that's, that's yeah. being watered by something I started that can blossom into something great. Mm-hmm. And I always say most businesses only get as far as they get because of their team and a team that they put together. And I'm quite sure that Black Sam wasn't around his brother and didn't pick up nothing. Because even his brother um, said time and time again he picked up stuff from from uh, like Rick Ross, he picked up stuff from Snoop. He picked Jay, up stuff, Puff, you know. Yeah, he picked up jewels, so there's no way that he can be around his brother and not pick, pick up, up the same shit. Pick up jewels, so it's like the closest person to you that's around you every day. 
they'll be more susceptible to mimic you and be able to carry your torch than somebody that was from the outside at a distance. Because I'm quite sure he shared his vision. He shared where he want to um, go and where he want to take things and, and, and things that he wanted to do. So he, he planted some he planted some good seeds. It's just that now people have to fertilize and water them and bring them to fruition. I want to say with him, with the music, I don't even think music. Mu- I, I think he wanted to be known for being much, much more than a rapper. Because looking back on it, he didn't put out a lot of fucking music. He didn't put out a bunch of fucking singles. He didn't release a bunch of fucking freestyles. He wasn't dropping the project every month. He has what? That I can remember, he has the marathon. The marathon yeah. continues. Crenshaw, Mailbox Money, and then fucking Victory Lap. That's got, it. Now you got Slauson Sloss, Boy Sloss 1 and 2. One okay. And two. But actually, that was really yeah. before he... Yeah, before he, he took off. You know, he's trying to get to yeah. that level. But once he... Like, okay, this is Nipsey. One, I, I didn't pay attention to him. Until the marathon. So I'm like, oh shit, he dope. But after that, he really didn't put out a bunch of music. And you can see, and he said, I'm not one of these fucking starving artists that got to put a project out every three or four months to maintain some type of revenue. You know what I'm saying? Victory Lap at fucking 32, 33 was his first fucking ever studio album. So he wasn't, was he, I don't even think being known as a rapper or being primarily known as just a rapper was even his goal. His agenda, right. Because he didn't put out a bunch of fucking music to where he was putting out, you got a rapper like Drake who's already put out as many projects as him, if not more, and he was around before Drake. So, or, or just 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 an artist like that. You know what I'm saying? Cole, Kendrick, whoever you want like, like like to name. Like I mentioned earlier, I think he was legacy driven, not not star driven. He It was more about let me build my legacy mm-hmm. and let me put something in place um, to where I can create some things and if I never put out a record again a day in my life I have so much other stuff I can leave that on. I'm um, doing that's gonna bring me money and and that's gonna that's gonna get me further and further away from this stereotype that a rapper gang that banger. all yeah. of this right here is a is a front for drugs or a front for you know, whatever corporate America or white America may say, you know, because don't don't get it wrong. I'm quite sure that Fox News person, that's what they was hinting at. That That's what they was hinting at, because mm-hmm. with most of the time with us, that's what they have in their mind for us, that the only way we can make it or the only way we can fund things or get finances is through a business that's a front for uh, drugs. But they're not going to mention that. He owned his own record label. He owned his own masters. He cut the middleman out and did a lot of stuff on his own to where he didn't have to pay nobody, and he was his and he was his own and boss. I think that's why it also seemed like for him more of a marathon, because he could have made this shit a sprint and went and signed with fucking Rockefeller mm-hmm. or Rock Nation or Bad Boy and saying, "Boom, I'm trying to ascend to the top fast." And that's why it seemed more like a marathon, because everything with him was a slow build. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a fucking all right, let me get this shit out there now. And then Mel made a great point that I never thought of. I think it was much, much more with him legacy-driven than fame. Because if it was fame, he could have said, let me put out as much music as possible. Let me sacrifice the content I'm making in order to be one of the Kendricks, in order to be one of the Coles, in order to be one of the Drakes. He could have said, let me put out as much shit as possible. Let me get a record with Drake, which I'm probably sure he could have. Let me get a record with Meek. And he never sacrificed integrity 
or the shit he stood on in order to be, you know, a bigger quote unquote rapper. So I think his, you know, looking back on it, that's a great point. I think he was much, much more driven by legacy and respect from, you know, the people around him than it was being accepted by, you know, the industry. So Yeah. And I look at him, I look at Nipsey, with both of y'all speaking on that, he um it's crazy because he actually he had the rapper look, you know, he eventually did wear chains. He eventually had the flashy cars, you know, and all that. But um, he still was, if you listen to his music, you still heard the jewels he was dropping there. He still the was, message, yeah, yeah, the messages. He still was saying, own your own stuff, buy this. He was still preaching like, you know, entrepreneurship, which is important. He was able to balance both. He balanced the rapper lifestyle, so to speak, but he still was conscious and still uh had that other side to him of being self-motivated being um smart about uh your business and taking care of your business or whatever and even so. with him copping the jewelry you could it was it was what purpose if you look at look at his pendant he had a pendant of malcolm x so oh. he, even what even with him buying jewelry like there was always a purpose and meaning behind it mm -hmm. like I've, I've never seen an artist with a malcolm x. with a malcolm x pendant and then not only with that, with the whole jury and shit, I said it a couple podcasts ago, he's he's gotten this shit, I'm already established. I already got two feet in the game. Right. I already got, I'm not blowing the first couple checks I saw on some fucking jewelry. I'm fucking six, seven, eight, nine, ten years into this. I've afforded myself this luxury. The dude who just got his first fucking check, you can't afford the shit you splurging on right now. So... Yeah, it's like I've afforded myself these luxuries. I can do this now. I'm fucking, I got two feet in the game. I'm not fucking, I've made a way for myself. It's not, I haven't taken the first check they gave me and blew it on fucking jewelry. I fucking invested. I've rolled it over 30 fucking times. So I've allowed myself, okay, now I can do this. Right. He you went know what I'm saying? He went from leasing a store to buying the, the whole, whole strip the whole strip mall. Yeah, and yeah. I saw... Uh, Mel said it uh, more national attention. I saw one interview he did with like a news lady, and I think it was just local LA, but he was in the process of building up a uh, barbershop mm -hmm. uh, about for his, uh, in memory of his homeboy who died like last year. Fats. Fats, yeah. yeah he was then doing like the- uh, The fish market. The fish market for more healthy eating. You know, I think I think his mom mentioned that in like the, um, the uh, funeral, but he was in the process of buying that whole fucking- thing and he was still continuing to do uh, i think vector 90 is in that same shopping yep. uh yeah. center so hey man it's just he, he was in the process and like i said i hope his i hope his brother continues to to see that process out and keep keep building that shit up and right. I, I think he will and as a as a community as fans uh we have to do better you know this whole pushing a narrative that he was assassinated it, it just takes away from from his character and it's, it's, it's taking away the spotlight from all the good stuff that he did and as fans we have to do better man because there was um several individuals who went ahead and um was able to get their hands on the free tickets to his funeral and you, you had individuals who who was taking those tickets and reselling them for a hundred dollars a pop or even more. I saw up to four or five hundred dollars. Well, yeah, on and um, that you know we have Crazy. to do better as people, man. And you don't even have to be a fan of it, man, to just have respect mm -hmm. for individuals that has passed, man. You trying to make money off the fact that this man died, 
when his family went ahead and went all out for him. His funeral, man, he it was fit for a king. Mm-hmm. It was fit for a king. And you want to take that opportunity to make a buck? Like, that just shows you, you know, just the lack of respect that, that we have. That was a lot of people, though, because then you had cats went to making T-shirts with his picture on it, mm-hmm. selling T-shirts. Selling no, of course, of course. That's what I'm saying. Like, we have, we have to do better, uh-huh. man. And it just sucks that you see that, man, that, you know, we just taking away from... From everything that he did by doing shit like that, man, and um, I just I, I, yeah, I, I, I just wish you know I mean I just wish we all it, could do it, better. It, it, it yeah, depends on how you too. look at it because it it, it could kind of be a cup half full thing because you can look at it as he I by, could by I, any by by any mean by any means necessary he was a hustler and he was an entrepreneur and any way he can find a dollar not to say that he would have did that but everybody is different. I don't, so, I don't, so, be, so I, I don't is, believe that if, Nip will if, go ahead and resell if, tickets that he got for was, free for if, a funeral. If they, I'm not talking about the tickets. I'm talking about the T-shirts and stuff. So if you have entrepreneurs and and that's and that's what they do, and you see the opportunity to make money, um, you're gonna make money. It's, it's done in corporate America. It's, it's done all over. So it don't mean you know. Yeah, but it doesn't make well, it right though. It, it don't well, make it. It, it doesn't don't, make it right. It, it man. don't make it don't make it right. But if that's the case. You got to um, be mad at corporate America too for wh- whatever they pushing or whatever they selling. Um, but yeah, the thing but I'm is not as, pointing as a, the finger at corporate America. I'm pointing the finger at ourselves, man. Like we always want to knock each other down when it comes down to shit like this. Like don't go making t-shirts with his face on it and trying to bump them just to gain profit. Yo, go they, to his website. They did go to that, the website. But, they, buy but the it, sh- it's not like it's not like okay, it's never been done. Nips pass away. And then they do it. It was done with Big. It was done with Pac. It was done at that Triple X. But that doesn't make it, it right. It, that that it, doesn't make it right. And there's no excuse for it, dude. But it, it depends on how you look at it. If you're an entrepreneur and you grinding and you trying to get yours, you ain't looking at that. You ain't looking at ethics. Bro, not all money is good money. And that's slime bucket ethics. money, man. Hey, that's what, that's what a lot of broke people say. Even with dealing with stock markets and all that stuff, you can only police yourself. You're not. I was always told by this old guy, which is my grandfather. He say, listen, you're not responsible for how people treat you. You're not responsible for what people do to you. But you are responsible for how you treat people and what you do to people. So sometimes I have to look at things that's done. And it's like, okay, I wouldn't do it. This this person may be a dirtbag or, or may be low enough to do it. But that, you know, that's him. That's on them. That don't make it right or that don't make it wrong. It's just that. Everybody don't have this mindset of respect. You got some people that's go-getters, and they're going to try to get it by any means necessary, which so, meaning by any means necessary. So then I say with that, if you're going to do that, do what you got to do. But if anybody, yo, he said in his music, yo, if it don't got that tag on it, that shit is fake. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. If you want to support mm-hmm. him, if you really want to stand behind some shit, he has a website. True. The shit is affordable. True. Go buy it. And that's my whole take. That's my whole take on it, man. Like, go buy it from his website. Go buy it from his website. I don't think Nip would be like, "Yo, that's cool, man." By any means necessary, make that money, nah? Because he he never promoted and that type of shit. That's another thing he said. Obviously, if he addressed it, he said, "Yo, if the shit don't got the TMC label, if the shit don't got the TMC tag on it at the bottom, it's fake." It's, yeah. So obviously, he knew people were making knockoff yeah. Crenshaw tees or probably the, the Marathon Continue tees, and that's what allowed him. That's what prompted him to address. Yo, if they don't got the tag at the bottom, it's fake. Man, they bootleg every so, damn thing. So, you know, I got to feel like, Gucci. yo, 
They boot. They yeah, boot but, but you, you want to support and you him? Can walk through go the, to his website. You can walk through any the flea shit, market the, the in any city and any state. You can walk through the flea market. I understand you can find that. All kind of bootleg shit. I understand that. So you can't take it personal when when people start bootlegging. I can't. I can't take it personal because it's pertaining to his lip Nipsey and his legacy and his family. But why, they they could be because they why, because they why run up ahead. your blood pressure and why stress it? Why run up your blood pressure? Why stress it? I mean, what 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 is it doing you? I'm, or was it helping? I'm you not running up my blood pressure. What I'm saying is that it's disgusted and it's taken away from this dude legacy and this brand that he built that we want to see continue to flourish, and we ourselves it's, is taken away from that. Okay, is how you feel is by that happening is that taking away how you feel and what you feel for Nipsey? No, it doesn't. You, you but personally, it, it, no, I'm saying you personally is. How is what they're doing over here taken away from his legacy? You outshine them by picking up the torch and continuing it. Okay, so now you see they doing this bullshit and you not for this bullshit. So what are you doing personally that you have control over? Because you have no control over them or what they're doing. You have control over you and what you do. So what are you going to do or what are you doing or what are you putting in place to be able to move his legacy forward or to be able to um, continue the marathon? Because we could sit all day and point at what somebody else doing and how they disrespectful and all that stuff. But we only have control over what we can do and how we can move forward and what his legacy meant meant to us. Because it may not have what, what it means to us or you, it may not mean that to them. Right. Yeah, true. Yeah, I just say, yo, don't buy the shit. Yeah, don't, don't buy it. If don't you buy the if you shit. don't buy it. Like I said, everything on his website and I went on there the other day, all the shit is affordable. Well, some of the shit you can't get affordable shit so it's not like you buying like oh man he's trying to rape us he's not you can go get a shirt on there for 25 30 bucks so that's the same thing you would pay for any other type of but the thing is right. you you'll go and you if some people go in there pay 50 bucks for a knockoff gucci so the thing is why not pay 50 bucks for something that's authentic yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Everything on the that's website exa- is, that's what is I'm, affordable. That's exactly what I'm saying. And what I'm saying that what these individuals are doing is, is for me, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting for y'all to go ahead and sell these bootleg joints. It's disgusting that you got to go ahead and resell these tickets just to gain a profit. I understand the hustle mentality because I'm pretty sure all of us at one point, we came from that hustle mentality. We came from the mud. We came from the dirt. So I, I understand that concept. But now... When when you do shit like that, reselling the tickets and selling all these knockoff merchandise, you know it's it's, it's just taking away from from his joint. It's taking money away from the foundation that he had put down, like the programs that he got, like Victor Ninety. Because I'm pretty sure all, all the money that's being generated from his merchandise, all the money that's being generated from his music, which he owns his masters, the streams, the resale of his catalogs, all that money is gonna go into the Vector Ninety. It's gonna go into that fish market that he got coming out. All that money is, is going to go back to the community, and we, just to make a quick buck, is taken away from that. That's what I'm trying to get at. But it's not we. It's certain it's people. a certain group of people. Well, yeah, but, but when and, I say we, when I say, but the, the collective, what I'm saying is, the all right. But do you, group, I mean, but do you understand what I'm coming from? I understand where you're coming okay. from, but what I'm saying is that right there, we have no control over them. But because we know Nip, we know his legacy, we know what he stood for right. and what he was for, yeah. the only thing that we can do to help the marathon continue is start trying to look at his blueprint and do those things in our communities. If, yeah, if, so, if, I, mean, if, I mean, shit, we're doing if, it right now. If, if you if you got a problem with what they're doing, listen, yeah, y'all might be selling them bootleg shirts, but me personally, if I get a shirt, I'm purchasing it, you know, 
from 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 him and from yeah. you know his website directly from his store that way i know that money is going to his kids that money is going to his businesses um but what i'm trying to say is you have people out there that by any means necessary they don't give a damn who it is if they want to make a dollar dollar the dollar or the green is their god you, you know what I'm saying yeah, so they don't that, care who they shit on that's fucked they up. don't they don't care who it offends they don't you know they just don't care we can't limit ourselves or we can't give them that power by stressing out over what they can do what mm-hmm. we can do is outshine them right by doing something more positive yeah absolutely I totally agree on that man absolutely yeah no doubt I want to talk about um more on the Nipsey stuff, but I want to, uh, we all know about his movement and his legacy, but I want to talk about on the music side, because uh, like I said, I was a big fan. DA was talking about it earlier. He didn't put out many projects. He actually put out like 10 official mixtapes, but you're right, he didn't put out uh, his debut album, Victory Lap, until um, just last year, yeah. what, February, March last year? 2018, yeah. Yeah, and it was solid. It was a very, very good album, and it got a Grammy nod too, and it sucks because I feel like, um, you know, Fans like myself and like DA and like the rest of us, we uh was was fucking with his mixtapes anyway. But I feel like uh when he put out his debut album and it got the love, support, and the Grammy nod, I feel like he finally made it to a another level, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? By getting that Grammy nod, which is a big deal in, in that industry, in that music industry, that's a big deal. You get a Grammy nod. He didn't win. He didn't win the Grammy, but still the nod alone is is a good look. So uh, I feel like he actually might have just been getting in his zone as far as musically so to speak even though all his mixtapes were good in my opinion but um i feel like the love and the support and the recognition from the masses because of the grammy nod and the great victory lap album you know he finally made it to that level and it sucks that now even though i hear he had some unreleased music and he probably you know it will get released eventually some stuff he just recorded i feel like musically he was maybe about to take that next level maybe about to you know, had a chance to enter the J. Cole and Kendrick. Oh yeah, he was level. He, he was at, like he, yeah, he, yeah, he was, like de- he was he was definitely on that ship, man. About yeah, to take off, about man. To take off. Absolutely, like, man. Yeah, I feel like he was there, and you know, maybe this next album he put out would have got him there, or or you know, continue to have his ascending momentum going as far as musically. Got robbed from him being who he was in his movement, but musically too. I feel like he probably had so much great music left in him, and now we won't even get it. We might get some of it, some stuff that he recorded and, and that's unreleased if they eventually release it, but I just feel like we, we're robbed of some good music that he was eventually about to put out, too. And like I said, me being a fan, I was looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, man. me too, man, because I was, um, you know, I heard the victory lap already. Yeah. Um, I started listening to, to Nip, I want to say around the Slauson Boy joint, Slauson Boy 2. And uh, heard that joint, heard the Marathon mixtapes, heard the, the Mailbox music, uh, Mailbox money. Mm-hmm. And um, and then after his passing, well, y'all, y'all already know my pattern when it comes down to music. I give everything at least one spin. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. No matter what it is, just, yeah. just to give my two cents into it. Mm-hmm. And then after his passing, I was like, yo, let me, let me go ahead and double back. Let me go double back in his catalog, man, and give it more than just one spin, more than two spins, man. And... Mm-hmm. And listening to Slauson Boy too, how he comes off with Ocean Views, and mm-hmm. dude, like his catalog is crazy, dude. Nah, the amount of gems that he was dropping, the music that he was giving, the the knowledge mm-hmm. that he was giving, man, and you know, not only showing, you know, 
dropping the gems as far as like owning the masses and being independent and, and buying your neighborhood back but just just the love that he had towards his 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 family the love that he had towards Roman London his you know his wife or girlfriend it just shows you the level that he was on and then victory lap man that album I I've been playing it nonstop yeah, from beginning to end I try to listen to something else yeah cool but I, I'm finding you myself go back going back to that that victory lap you mean know? You and remember he, when you did the question last year uh, for everybody to submit their top, top five? five. Remember, I think m- the majority of us oh, had a victory lap in our top five. Absolutely. It was definitely top five last year. Listening to that album nonstop, man, and it's like, yo, just, just, just the amount of gems that he was dropping, man, just the production level on that album was so fucking dope, dude. It was so fucking dope, man. And, um, uh, it, it, sucks. it sucks. It sucks, man. I think with a, you know, seeing um, uh, a dude like him, I think you want to compare it to like, like a basketball player. You know what? It's like it's like seeing Victor Oladipo. Like he was good with the Magic. He was good with the with the Thunder. You know, all the years he was with the Magic, he was just okay. He had the one year with the Thunder, he was okay. But then watching him with Indiana and being like, "Yo, this motherfucker finally hit his groove. He finally it, it, it all clicked for him." I don't know what the fuck he did. Maybe he started eating better. Maybe he started fucking working out harder. But the shit finally clicked. And you saw him ascending into one of those fucking top players. And you got to take this motherfucker serious. And I think the same thing was with Nip where it was like, okay, this project was good. Okay, this project was good. So then with Victory Lap, you saw him finally have his fucking his MVP year. And it's like, okay, he gets it now. It's, right. The shit is here. Not he gets now. it because yeah. he got it before, but you can see it all coming together yeah. musically, the way he is, you know, the state of mind he's at mentally. Like, yo, the shit is all clicking for him. Mm-hmm. He's figuring it out. And then it's like with Victor Oladipo this year, okay, boom. I, I, I know I'm in my bag now. He gets hurt out for the season. And I think with Nip, it was like, yo, some motherfucker took that. It was like, yo, we don't even think he had hit his stride yet. As far as he's still getting better, to have your first album, studio album at 33, and for it to be fucking considered for a Grammy, and considered, you know, one of the best albums of the year, and then like, yo, my nigga, you just now getting in that bag to where, okay, now I I, I see, now I know the tricks of the trade, I, I, I've put in the work, so now I know where I need to be at, and I, I think his music was his best days were ahead of him. I, I don't see why they wouldn't be. Yeah, he had for him so to, much, for him dude. To be. And like I said, he didn't put out. He he didn't put out a lot of music, and he was very selective in the shit he put out. And he didn't do features, not not that many. You know, I think he did features with like West Coast Cats, yeah. but as far as like nationwide artists, he didn't do features. You know what I'm saying? He did so, a couple with Ross. A couple yeah, with Ross. Yeah. He did you know, Ross. He got a joint with Swiss Beats. You know, and those was with guys he respected. But now right. you hear about, okay, now he got a fucking Khaled feature. My nigga, you get a Khaled feature, you, that's not, that's not, Khaled don't go get regular, regular dudes. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm, I'm in my bag. I know where I need to, what pocket I need to get in. With now, he got another Ross feature on an anticipated album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm Ross pro- just don't go get regular motherfuckers right. to be on his album. I was about to say that. So, I think, man, he was just now getting into this pocket musically to where fans who really listen to him, like everybody here, okay, we knew 
he's been there. But for everybody else, boom, he's figuring it out now. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think he sacrificed any integrity on None victory lap to where None he said, I need to dude. make. He had, bro, I don't listen to the radio, but I do sometimes at the factory. I've never heard a Nipsey record on the radio, no. ever. Mm-hmm. So for him to get a Grammy. Not till now. For, not till now. So for him to ne- to not have no commercial success and be nominated for a Grammy, you didn't sacrifice anything. He didn't say, I need to have a fucking, what most people do, I need to have a quote unquote Big artist. single. Let me right. get Chris Brown for let, the hook. Let me get a, let me get a, I need, I need a Chris Brown for the hook to make so a to single. Get a, to get on the and radio, then, you know, yeah. just to get on the radio. He didn't sacrifice anything. So from Victory Lap, I listened to it, you know, shit, probably every day since his passing. I'm thinking, maybe this could have been on the radio. Maybe this. Maybe this. Maybe this. But he didn't sacrifice anything musically to be like, rap niggas can't be on the radio. You know, maybe last time that I checked could be on the radio. Uh, Dedication could be on the radio. But he didn't sacrifice anything. There wasn't no pop beats. There wasn't no catchy hooks. There was just, he just made, I think, the music... He made. He was with. He was comfortable with the shit he was making, knowing that he didn't have to sacrifice in order to fucking sell records. But but you know, I was at, a person asked me the other day when we were talking about it, and they were saying, because y'all know I like a lot of southern. I listen to a lot of southern rappers, mm-hmm. um, and they was telling me it was like, well, you know, you normally bumping, you know, everything and everybody from the south, and he was like, then it's a generational gap, and it was like, what is it about this person that He's in in the rotation of the stuff that you listen to, and I told him I I can remember in the '90s, everything was separated. When you heard music, you automatically knew if it was from the East Coast. When the you sound heard music it was a distinctive you, sound. You all, beats, you automatically knew they were from the West Coast. When yeah. you heard music, you automatically knew they were from the South. I say, and then you went to this era where. Everybody sound the same. You don't know where the hell they're from. Mm-hmm. But then he have that L.A. I know when I listen to Nip, that's L.A. So I'm bumping L.A. back, you know, so that take me back to when you when you could bump Pop or Snoop, you know it was West Coast. When you could bump Big, Big L, Cats from the East, uh, Freaky Tie, and them, you knew Lost Boys. That, that, that these guys was from the East. So if I'm listening to them, Cause I fuck with them and I like their music and these my my East Coast cats that I like to listen to, mm-hmm. these my West Coast cats that I like to listen to. These, these down south compared to now everybody nobody have their own distinct their sound. own identity. And right. He had his own sound and identity and that's why I liked it because I know now, he, if, I, if I was in the vibe right. that I wanted to hear something from the West, I could bump I Nip. And he never sacrificed yeah. a compromise his sound whatsoever. And that that's another thing that I brought up, like yo. He didn't compromise anything musically. Yeah. Yep. He didn't say like, "Yo, who's popping?" Okay, Future. So I need to sound like Future on this record. It needs to be a beat by Metro, or you know, uh, Eight Hundred Eight Mafia. So let me sacrifice that in order to get acceptance from people. Nah, his shit still had a West Coast bounce. He still talked. You could hear the slang like he was a West Coast nigga. None of that changed. Mm-hmm. So he sacrificed nothing musically. And yep. I think with most artists that I like these, I like a lot of artists, but. Even what draw me to like YG, like I know he's from the West. He don't sacrifice nothing musically as far as the shit got the West Coast bounce. He speaks like a motherfucker that's straight out of Cali. And I think that with Nipsey, dedication, rap niggas, all that shit was sucker proof. 
all that shit was West Coast and, shit. And that's he why I started bumping Kendrick. Because you can, you can still hear the West Coast and some Kendrick uh, music. That's why uh, they be like, you fuck with Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. Because, yeah. He, because he didn't have to change or conform to be somebody else. In order to, you know what I'm saying, to fit into this music. Game. Right, his, me, his music wasn't for, copy and paste. Yeah, I'm all for authentic people. Be yeah. you, be real. Be real Don't yeah. try to be nobody, because I'm not going to try to be nobody else. I'm me, you take it how you, hey, mm-hmm. you take me how, you, how it is, mm-hmm. at face value. If you don't like it, the hell with hate. you, because well. I ain't changing for you. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, I like listening to artists that, you know, when you, uh, you know, when you hear them, the sound is gonna be the same, and they not changing to um, to conform to everybody else. And as big as a Ti fan that I am, even like his last album when he started doing that mumble rap and shit, he lost me because that's not the <laughs> trap music Ti that I to. that I was yeah. used to. That's not that rubber so, band. So yeah, shit. it's, it's right. not it's, it's right. not yeah. what made me I fall in love with listening to Ti music. Hey, do you know? I understand you got to conform with the times, but don't do you. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to get on that beat, but keep it T.I. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep it. Yeah. yeah. So. I, 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 I totally get it, man. I totally get it, man. And um, I, I, I think it's fair to say, man, when it comes, out, comes down to this uh, Victory Lap album, man, me personally, man, after giving it so many thorough, thorough spins, man, and I think I've been listening to Victory, Victory Lap for about the last two weeks nonstop. You know, I took a break to listen to to some other joint, that just, uh, the Anderson Pack joint. Listen to that, cool, boom. But I went right back into Victory Lap, man, and I probably gave that probably by like a good, hey, man, no that, no bullshit, that. man. I probably gave it at least more than twenty spins from beginning to end, man. And um, I I, I think it's fair to say, man, I could put that album right up with Ready to Die, Reasonable Doubt, and Elmatic. And it's certain, man, like me, that motivation. I like bumping that motivation. <sighs> the vibe you get when you throw on blue laces, too. Oh, man. When you go to the marathon and throw on blue laces, you know, the vibe Sign. from the beat. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you may have a song where not all the words will resonate with your spirit, but just the vibe from the beat wow. of the music. Yeah. I mean, with, with, something with like take you there. Go listen to the first verse of dedication. Yeah. Dude, I've listened, I've ran yeah. that shit back like 30 yeah. times. And just the shit he's talking about. Just, just li- I mean, you know, just, just listen to it. Know he a genius, but he can't claim it because they left him no pat, no platforms to explain it. Yep. Or the second verse, uh, that's why I dove off the deep end, nigga, without a life jacket. There's four niggas on the slave ship. Just, I mean, you just yep. gotta just listen to it. Yeah. Even when Kendrick, listen to Kendrick verse where he was like, "Yo, my man told me do a song with Nick Nip because he a better crip. Nah, he a better man." Yeah. yeah, just listen to yeah. it. Yeah, listen yeah. to the yeah. words yeah. coming out of his lips. He's a better man because he talk about black businesses. It's so. like the other day when I was in the gym and I put in a group chat, man. I was like, "Yo, I'm about to grind out, man, to, to sucker proof, man." And I went ahead and put that shit on replay, man. And just the whole shit was sucker proof, man. I was doing shit in the gym that I haven't did in a while. So I, when I say I went extra, bro, I definitely felt it the next day, man. Oh, that's yeah. why you smell like Ben Gay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I was muscles hurt. <laughs> That was salon right patches on his own. <laughs> Word. But man, just hearing that song, that beat not, man, just the motivation, man, that he gave, man. That's why, you know, that's why, you know, I'm I'm saying it right now, you know, and it, it sucks that it takes for his passing for me to give that thorough listen to his joint, man. But he did pass, man, and I did give that album a thorough spin, man, multiple times, man. And I'm 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 putting that victory lap album up there with Ill Manic and Reasonable Doubt, man. 
Yeah, I ain't mad at that, man. I, I agree. Up. I agree with that. And then listening to the Nip, um, you know, going going back through his catalog and listening to a lot of his songs, you know, is is kind of kind of eerie a little bit because a lot of his lyrics, you know, after him passing the way he passed, now he kind of said certain things here and there that make the whole situation hit a little different now too when you listen to certain certain songs from him and stuff too and the shit that he was actually talking about talking about yeah, yeah. you know he was talking about people hating you know like you said crabs in a bucket type of mentality and 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 you know friends that he lost by gun violence and and the game banging stuff and all that and then you know um he ended up being um taken out by gun violence too so and he know. said that i think in the uh, racks in the middle when he was talking to the dude fats he was like uh Damn, I wish my nigga Fast was here. How you died 30-something after banging all them years. Mm-hmm. And then you could apply the same thing. To him. To Nick, to right, yeah, yeah. How you died 30-something after banging all them all years. years. Yeah. So, and it's just like, a lot of this shit was like, when you go back and listen to it, it's, it's just, it just, it just different. sound different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds different. It knocks different. It feels different, man. Yeah. And it's like, shit, he was just, you know, Going back to to what he said, his, his trajectory. I don't know if I'm saying it word white man. Uh, excuse me if I'm not, but just just his path, the direction that he was heading, man. All the things that could have been done, man. Like, bro, like him and Jay on a on a song, especially on that wavelength that Jay is now. Mm-hmm. Just imagine how that feature would sound like, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that shit crazy. would have been crazy. Crazy. It, it, it would have been four, four, four on steroids. On steroids, and it probably would have happened too. Yeah, that probably oh, would have he, he definitely probably would have got a. Is he, is he Rock Nation? He not Rock Nation? Because um, I know he was at the Rock Nation brunch, so I thought he was... If, um, he had something to do if with I'm it. not mistaken, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my Googles right now. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was a, a partnership with Atlantic. And then I've seen him with the Rock Nation hat on, too. Right. Well, that, well, that, that stands from Rock Nation apparel doing a... Um, a how you call it, man? Uh, I guess a feature or a line... The clothing out with the hats, where he had the the Slauson and Crenshaw edition, the West Coast edition of the, the paper planes hat, where they okay. came with you no know, crip blue and I guess blood red mm. was the whole thing. Okay, yeah, man, I look at it um as Da kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, Nipsey probably was on, on on that same route that Jay was on, as far as probably being a West Coast version of Jay eventually. He was, he, Would it be in a slow burn? Yeah, slow. Yeah, yep. he was doing it slowly, but I could definitely see him, you know, making that move because he was, like I said, the jewels he was dropping, the things he was doing, you know, um, um, preaching about black uh, entrepreneurship and and all that. It's the same thing Jay is on now and has been on. So I, I think Nipsey was like, you know, following Jay's blueprint, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, yeah, it sucks that he just got taken out and he, he never reached his full potential and, and all the things he would have done, you know, may not never happen. Like we said, we hope the marathon continues and his people close to him carry out his vision. But, I mean, we don't know. We, and then we I'm sure only hope. I'm sure another album will come. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had a lot of shit in the talk. But with those albums, man, I don't, I don't never really like them. I mean, the only one I liked was Machiavelli because, I mean, I think that's a classic. But I think with most... Most of the time, these songs are these songs are songs that the artist would probably never put out. Yeah. Because they might want to tinker with them. I might, yo, let me redo this verse. Redo that. Let me uh, take this out, put that back in there. Let me rewrite this. Or scrap some, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Put this person on that song. Yeah. And where he might have the vision to say, yo, put Nori on it, take Eggy off. 
they don't have that. Yeah. They just say, okay, what is it right now? Right. Who's hot right now? Let's put mm-hmm. them on. Yeah, and that's but, why I never liked it. Or just right something that didn't make it, and they never wanted to put it out. It's like, he, I don't even he, like yeah, it, period. I don't even yeah. like it no that more. Uh, so that's another thing. Like They did that, that with Pac a lot. Now with the yeah. art, and anything after from Pac after Machiavelli, I don't even cut on. Because that would probably be shit he never put out. It's like, yeah, I recorded it. I thought it was cool at the moment. You know, artists' ears change daily. Yeah. Okay, I like this yesterday. And Pac was a studio rat too. Like he'll stay in the studio. Like I remember those Machiavelli mixtapes that was coming out. I think there was like a total of like fifteen Machiavelli mixtapes that came out of unreleased music. And I like Pac. I wasn't a big fan of Pac, but I do know what's good content. I know what's good music. And a lot of those joints, those Machiavelli mixtapes, they wasn't even mixed or mastered right. You could hear a lot of the popping in the joint. And I don't believe, you know, going going to what DA said, that Pac would have released them joints. Like, it was just somebody who just had access to the joint that decided to go ahead and make a quick buck off this dude money. I mean, off, off his fame and his limelight. So let me go ahead and just throw it out and just make this money, this quick buck. Yeah, so, which takes away from his catalog to a degree as far as music goes. Yeah, so I'm sure, like, I'm looking forward to the, the, the Ross feature. Cause I know he did the verse, yeah. And now it's just up to Ross to put it out. Yeah. Him and Khaled already did the video, so I know that's coming. That that's that's just a matter of time. It's the album coming out of pop, but, but the, the Ross the, the Ross feature it was for the uh, Port of Miami too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming out, yeah. So, that's coming out. So, I'm pretty sure it's going to so drop. I don't, so I don't think Ross is going to take it yeah. out. So I'm looking forward to those yeah. two. Anything else, man? I just hope it's shit that he all right that he would approve of. Mm-hmm. Just don't put some shit out for the sake of, you know. He did these songs. Let's mix, let's uh, mix them, master them, put them out. I don't, I don't. Well, what, 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 well, that's the good thing as, as far as you know him owning all his masters is that they can't do that. You know, what I mean, that has well, I mean, to get like a, his, his people though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, like, the, you know, the, that has to get approved. So I don't think nobody, you know, nobody wouldn't even have those those files or those hard drives to release it, man. And it, and if it does get released, I'm pretty sure, you know, rather it's Black Sham, Lauren London. Gotta, it's it's going to come out and, and make it come out properly. And now yeah. going back to it was a partnership deal that he had with Atlantic Records. As far it doesn't go into details in regards to what was the the partnership was, uh, but it was a multi album multi album pub uh, partnership where Nip was able to have all his masters, and it was a a partnership with his label All Money In. So I'm pretty sure you know. So he probably he probably owned it in the partnership. Probably was strictly distribution. Probably. Probably uh, so. Probably pro- so. Probably distribution. Distribution uh, tours and stuff like that. Mm, so yeah, yeah. You know, having a partnership doesn't mean you got to forfeit all your fucking masses. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, what is the? I know y'all saw it. The little snippet of the game and Snoop and, and Dre. They played played a little snippet of of Nipsey Joint. Y'all know mm. where that's from? It sounded crazy. It sounds so, crazy. Where's from? I wonder. I don't know where it's from, man. What is that gonna be? I, I, haven't, I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't heard it. Yeah, that shit. That shit's all crazy, bro. The production, snippet. everything is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where that shit's from, man. But knowing Dr. Dre, man, he he probably still he probably still got shit from Pac, bro. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Cause Dre, the type of individual who. Who have all these recordings Just leave them shits in the vault dude Like Prince Yeah <laughs> Because you see All the people that worked With Dre yeah. You know from Joel Ortiz recorded with him yeah. Kendrick Lamar Snoop, Snoop. Game yeah. Ludacris Fit yeah. And I ain't heard None of them shits <laughs> Yeah he keep He got a And even the, Even that Compton album Wasn't even supposed to come out That was on some That was on some 
you know, side soundtrack to yeah, the NWA, to NWA movie. movie yeah. So that was never detox. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he got all that shit in the tuck, man. I just hate the fact that he decided to give us that snippet, man. Like, yeah. yo, just give me that shit, yeah, bro. Give me the whole shit, man. Cut the bullshit Stop out, teasing. man. But he may drop it in honor. Who knows? Yeah. I think he should do that. The shit sounded. I, I think he should. Don't leave that shit tucked yeah. away in the tuck and just came out and just teased everybody yeah. with that shit. No, I don't he think he'll do that. Don't do that. Not one nip shit. You better not. I mean, honor him right. Because if you real. don't release that shit, you're looking real stupid right now. Yeah, for real. Hopefully, um, he just, hopefully Dre just, you know, goes to the lab, puts the shit together, you know, puts his touches on it and then puts it out. Or if you're going to do some shit, I'd like to hear that. I don't know. Even, let's say if it's just like a seven song album, like some shit that, you know, Kanye them was doing last year, something that's short, sweet, oh, Nip had 20 songs out. We don't got to fucking put out all 20 of them. Take the best. People gonna buy the shit. Seven, I, eight songs. I say drop a drop, you know, drop a ten joint. If he got twenty in the tuck, do ten and ten, and drop it out. It don't got to be a double album, but just, you know, drop it out mm-hmm. if it, if it feels right. So and like, especially with having Dre in your corner, which that dude is a fucking mastermind behind those boards. Mm-hmm. The shit that he could clean up and put together, cut and chop. Nice, bro. Yeah. That album will be incredible. Crazy. It'll be crazy. Yeah, it'll it'll be crazy. We and I, I hope they do that. I hope so. Shit. I hope they do that, man. For real. Because we need more of that nip, man. For real, for real. Yeah, man. Um, y'all got any more to say about nip before we move on? Nah, man. I just he was a real one. Nah, yeah, they yeah. lost a good one. Yeah, so, we, we yeah. lost we lost a good one, and it sucks to have him go like that, man. And it just sucks that we giving him his flowers now, man. Mm-hmm. Most deaf. Yeah, man. So I guess uh, yeah, we'll move on, man. But we are gonna stay in Cali with it. Um, yeah, LA in particular. I'm looking at Aggie because Fuck. he's a he's a LA I, Lakers I already, fan. I already know when you said keeping <laughs> LA when you looked at me, man. Fuck. You already know. Hey man, them Lakers, man. Yo, Magic Johnson, um, out of nowhere, he pulled a little disappearing act and just said, Yo, I don't want this position anymore. Fuck this, y'all can have it back. He said, "Fuck yeah, I'm going yeah. back to the Dodgers." <laughs> I know. He, hey, but, but, but was it? He, but, but was it out of nowhere? Because we really don't know what we, happened. But behind the scenes, behind or behind scenes. closed doors. I mean, we could only or, what, or what he had. To, we could speculate. We could speculate but, but he like, came we, out himself and said, yeah, "Yo, I only, didn't. I didn't tell uh, Jenny Bus. I didn't tell her. So y'all can go tell us. Uh, basically, whatever. So she found out. I'm assuming." Like we found out through the fucking media, through, <laughs> through that press media. conference, right? You know hey, what I'm saying? We can hey, only some, go by some, what he some, says. Somebody don't yeah. piss magic off. He don't want it. Yeah, yeah, you he, know he, what? Hey, yo, y'all can have this. this. Yeah. He, he said, he, "What he touched down on, on several things. One of the things was that that he touched bases on was that he hated the fact that he couldn't be that mentor to other players. Other players. Uh, for example, when D Wade was retiring, I guess it was one of the clause that you can't." talk about or mention mm-hmm. any other team or any other player Play. from any opposing team Bro. so he couldn't tweet out Bro, you know so congratulations or D-Ways mm-hmm. and so forth or how he couldn't go out and mentor other players who he, he was mentoring well for him him being that mentor being that big figure that's where he that's got the most do. joy from yeah. so he was unable to do that and then he also touched bases on the little I guess backstabbing I, I don't know to what degree was the backstabbing coming from but the backstabbing and the talking shit behind his back. So that's the reason why he stepped but that's, down. That's the industry, though. That's, exactly. But what I would say about motherfuckers Magic was talking is, about you, Motherfuckers was talking behind your back when you was in the fucking league, yeah, when you was playing. Yeah. Magic is so probably... So that shit ain't fucking new. Magic is probably almost a billionaire. Just about? Why as a why as a billionaire are you interviewing for fucking full-time day jobs, dude? True. Bro, you... 
You know good and goddamn well. Bro, if I got a damn near a billion dollars, I got so much shit. I don't want this full-time fucking job, dude. I don't want to do this he shit. He's stressed. You know how stressful exactly. that shit is? Yeah. He, should, he should have never took the job in the <laughs> so first place. why are you take, bro, I don't want that shit. I want to move freely as I see fit. Yeah. I want to say what I want to say. I'm a billionaire. Being a billionaire or damn near a billionaire has afforded me those luxuries. I don't want a full-time day job where I have to scout, where I have to attend games, where I should be in the office every day. Bro, the motherfucker took a vacation in the middle of a season. You, you can't do that. When it comes to scouting and shit, you need to be in those gyms. You need to be at those NCAA tournament games. You need to be at shit like that. And the fact that he didn't want to do that shit, I'm reading reports where he was only half-assing the job. Why'd you take that damn Yeah, bro? that's what I'm saying. He should have never took that job yeah, in the first place because it requires so much attention yeah, and details. Yeah. Bro, you got you you got your your, your businesses, you got your, your Star, movie theaters, your Starbucks, your Starbucks, Starbucks yeah. the Dodgers. You got Dodgers, so much shit. So much you can't stuff. dedicate. You can't do. It. You stretching he, yourself way beyond yeah. the normal limits. He's, he's part on his own network. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. not. He should have never took that shit in as, the first place. As a billionaire, place, man. I'm letting the day to day. As for, I mean, you oversee probably some of those, all of them fucking Starbucks. Son, he's a boss. He don't need to yeah. be in that position. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting myself in a position where I have to answer the fucking genie bus. Right. I, I want to live life, dude. So right. if I want to take a fucking vacation in the middle of a season with, I think he was with Samuel L. Jackson, I can fucking do that. Right. If that's what I want yeah, to do. Man. I'm not going to be, hey, Magic, you got to be on call because, you know, this free agent want to meet with you. I don't nah, got time for this that. shit. Nah, you know what I'm saying? So I think the, the reasons he was given was bullshit. Bro, just say, this shit ain't for me. I thought it would be something. I, I kind of took it lightly. I underestimated how much time needs to be put into it. You know, because when you're when you're in that position, that position is twenty four seven. At any moment, you can get a call for a trade, or you know, and it's just like billionaires don't apply for day jobs, dude. Yeah, you See, know what I'm saying they make the day jobs right to put you in place to do it. They don't apply to do it. This you know is what I'm saying? this is my take on it, man. As far as why he took the job, I think for me, he wanted to add on to his legacy, not only being this phenomenal ass fucking NBA player. But also being a phenomenal freaking GM. Now, when he when 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 he was able to get LeBron, you know, I think that his mindset was, "Yo, we got LeBron. If I could win a championship, not only as a fucking player, but as a GM, mm. like that legacy stamp would be even fucking bigger." And the fact that he was unable to get AD and how that whole shit collapsed, and how we only what had a three game. What was our record from last year to this year compared? I think we was only above three games or four it. games. Yeah. I think once he realized that, all that shit went downhill and it wasn't that fucking glitters and lights that he mm-hmm. expected it was going to be. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, fuck that, bro. I might as well just leave right now, man. And then, let me go ahead and say this bullshit ass shit story and just and just bow out and not, and not look like a fucking a dweeb. You know yeah. what I mean? So that was what I was going to ask. If you think the Lakers would have had a successful season, made the playoffs, balled out, still he would have never right quit. Now, I don't think he would have never quit. quit. Nah. De- depending on how far they make make it, let's say they went out first round in the playoffs, he still would have been like, "Yo, we made the playoffs, so we, I'm gonna stick around if, for a year to live." If we would have made play the playoffs out. and we was able to snag AD, yeah, I don't think he would have never left. You don't think the so? fact the fact that the whole AD shit went down. The way the, it went down. And the way you went all down. The players, all, all the, the players, players looking at him. Morale being ways, lost. Exactly. Kind of looking at him sideways. Yeah. I think that's the reason why he decided to leave, man. If, if everything would have went according to what he had projected and had planned, us getting AD, making the playoffs, mm-hmm. even if we would have got knocked off the first or second round, mm-hmm. I think he would have still stood. He would have stayed. Yeah. At least, at least, he would have stayed, stayed. Yeah, He would have stayed for a couple years at yeah, least. Yeah. 
Gonna ride this ship out. He would have probably rolled out probably about uh, to the LeBron in the contract. And then say, yo, and then just say, yo, I'm out. Right. But I mean, um, Eggie, you being a Lakers fan, do you look at it that way? Like, well, damn, he got us the best players. So, okay, if, if Magic Hall lasts now, yo, we got the best player. Let's build on and keep it moving. Do you look at it as at least he accomplished that? So, thank you, Magic. Let's let, <laughs> let, let's see what we can do these next three years. If we can build a team, if we can get more people to come and help Brown out. How you feel about that? No, because when we got LeBron, it's been nothing but fucking drama. The expectation was set up so high. Yeah, I know. From the league and everybody else, you know what I mean. So I, I don't think so. You don't think so. So you look at it as you would have been good without LeBron if if Magic just would have stayed stayed and um with the young core and just kept building. Absolutely, I, I would have been fine with it. I it, I, I would have been able to digest it even better. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, but you you, know, you went ahead and got rid of fucking D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. You see the way he's fucking balling. Yeah, All Star. We yeah, we got him on the tube right now. God damn it, he balling out. And you got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, and we need that. Yeah, yeah. Now he a baller. And we need that. And you got rid of. Come on, man. Football. I mean, yeah, bad decisions. I mean, if you can turn back the hands of time, yeah, they'll probably keep D'Angelo and and um, use that. I would I, I would have been happy without LeBron James and so forth, man. Yeah. It's you know it's been then, nothing but a then, fucking spectacle. I man. know, of course, but with LeBron, you know, he brings so much attention, negative and positive. But I mean, that also probably weighed on um, Magic's shoulders too. Like, damn, all, all this attention and this, these expectations, and like you said, they didn't live up. To yeah, it, and me, so. per- me personally, man, I th- I think LeBron, as far as career wise, man, I think he he gave all and left everything all his last season with Cleveland. You think so? Absolutely. I yeah. know you said that he just kind of riding Absolutely. out right now. Absolutely, I think right these now, last couple years, right now he's on cruise control. He's worrying about Space Jam fucking two. Yeah. And all his other business endeavors that he got going on right now. Yeah. And I don't think basketball is number one. I think him being out there in L.A. was fit right for his family, for his kids' school, his kids' future basketball careers, and um, just everything that he's doing business-wise. But as far as him, like, going down and getting us the chip and all that, nah. So, I, I think he gave it all and left it all his last you season. Think so, so you think he, he ain't got no hunger inside? Like, damn, if I can win one more in these next three years, no. if we can get... At all, you think you think that fire done burnt out nope. inside him? I, I, he good I, with his three yeah, rings and absolutely. At I, all, yeah. Le, but LeBron always kind of expressed that love and that passion. You don't think he got it at all no more? Not even he, a little bit. Nope. But he might he might be wanting to be like, okay, I got four rings with three teams. He he already said that if if I win no more championship, my mindset is good. Yeah, I'm already happy that. with my legacy. So yeah, you're not telling yeah. me that you're going to fucking. Put forward the put forward effort, the effort yeah. to, to, to go all out and get us a chip. Yeah. You know, his mindset is if we get there, we get there. If we don't, I'm still good. I'm still happy with it. Yeah, I feel so. Yeah, that LeBron shit, that shit is a circus, man. Yeah, it is, man. And you see it, people was thinking, oh, you're exaggerating. Nah, everywhere he goes is a circus, whether it be by his own doing yep. or the media's doing. Like, the players just can't focus and play, dude. Because when them, when them young guys heard about them AD trade shits, they tapped out. Yeah, and it was yeah, just like, like the whole bro, we yeah, fucking we lost up. by like forty fucking points. Yeah, that shit fucked the whole chemistry. The next up, game. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it definitely it definitely fucked with them mentally. Like these young bulls are just missing on purpose. Like yeah. everything was just they was like they life was drained out of them, dude. They was loving that LA lifestyle, yeah. and they like, damn, we about to go to New Orleans. It ain't shit popping over there. Like here, yeah. they, they, they didn't know how to handle that. Oh <laughs> no, nah. they didn't know how to handle that. They was fucked up a little bit. Shit, man. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that um. Plays and you know, out, then, um, 
you know, fucking Luke, they, they say Luke Walton and the organization decided to part ways. Yeah. Just and, another way Walton just got fucking fired and they cleaned the house. And yeah, but and the shit that's pissing me off is that, once again, this is rumors. I don't know if it's 100% true, but the word is that they fucking, Tyrone Lue is fucking a front runner <laughs> yeah. to be the fucking coach. Like, get the fuck out of that's here. That's it, bullshit. We don't need that shit. Yo. We don't need somebody to fluff LeBron James pillow, man. Because yeah. Tyrone Lue... <laughs> Uh, who was that other? What was the other coach name? Brown, right? Mike Brown. Mike Brown. All them other coaches was just there to fluff his freaking pillow like and defeat his ego and allow him to be the player coach that he is, man. Yeah, basically, I said that in the group chat earlier. I yeah. said, "Yo, if Lou gets that job, he's really the assistant yeah. coach, and LeBron's the head coach. And I hate, LeBron I hate, gonna tell I hate, Lou everything to do. Yeah, he gonna I, run that team. I hate that whole player coach mentality. I mean, understand? You know, being a leader and leading is totally different than being a fucking coach. Oh, yeah, totally different. And I hate that whole player-coach shit. I've never been a fan of that shit, man. <laughs> never been a fan of that shit, man. Yeah, nah, not at all. And and Lou just being there, and he's going to be nothing but a pillow fluffer, the same way he was over there in fucking in Cleveland. Cleveland and they're going to be the same attitude, the same mindset, brushing fucking Lou off, being all fucking pissed off, yeah. and just having that stupid-ass fucking mentality, man. Lou ain't going to do nothing for us, man, as a Laker head coach. Nah, I don't think so either. And speaking on that, I see uh, it just came across Bleacher. Luke Walton already got another job, man. Sacramento Kings, new coach. Just that quick. He got fired yesterday, hired today. <laughs> that was a quick turnaround. He ain't, he ain't leave Cali, man. He's still in Cali, man. He said, fuck it. He just went up the road <laughs> to Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah, hey. Oh, so that's shit. good for him, man. He, he out of there. still. He's still employed doing his Isn't thing, Isn't any man. good front runners, man, for the Lakers? Um, I don't know, man. They said, I heard... um. Jason Kidd. Yeah, I heard Kidd. I heard Jason Kidd. I, uh, Mark, Mark Jackson. Yeah, Matt, Mark Jackson. Now, Mark Jackson ain't... I'll take Mark Jackson. Give yeah. me Mark Jackson right now. Mark Jackson, the New Yorker. He ain't no yes, man. He, he, he'll get in there. Mark Jackson... I think he'll what check I like, Bron if he need to. What I like about Mark Jackson is that he doesn't fucking fold. And he stand his fucking run and he'll tell yeah. you how it is. He's not going to fluff your fucking pillow. I know. He's going to tell you, yo, you fucking up? Yo, check this out. Boy, he's going to put you in your fucking place. He will. And, then yeah. I, and he was taken away from Golden State too quick, man. Oh, yeah. We all know that. Because that championship team, that was that's him. his fucking team. That's him. That's his fucking team. that team. He, he had them playing like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Steve Kerr just slid on in and reaped all the benefits <laughs> when they started winning and went on their little dynasty run. Yep. But, yo, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I, we'll see. I'll take Mark Jackson, man. Yo, if, if y'all hearing this, man. Yo, get Mark Jackson. If y'all subscribe to this unsexy mic over there in the Lakers headquarters, man, yo, get Mark Jackson. Get Mark Jackson. But it's crazy because I think Bron will be like, nah, I don't want Mark here because I think he know Mark is too strong-minded and strong-willed. And he'd be like, I can't, I can't, you know, push him over and, and do what I want to do. But... I don't know. We'll see, man. But I, but Mark need another um coaching job. He a damn good coach, and he he ain't been he ain't got a job. I think he um that's the shit I don't fucking jobs. understand. Like why he why he doesn't have a job? Yeah, he was even in um in in the running for the Magic job before they um hired this right. dude they got now. But I, it didn't work out, or he didn't get it, whatever. But I would have loved to see him here, man. But dude, I saw something about the Lakers, man. It was like over a certain amount of time. I forgot the time. Them and the Knicks, they got one more win than the Knicks. It's like 162 to 163. So people look at the Knicks as like this fucking terrible, horrible, awful fucking franchise. <laughs> but the Lakers have been just as fucking bad. Yep. Since the Dwight trade, the Magic had the same amount of playoff appearances as the Lakers. One. Wow. So people look at the Magic as this awful, terrible fucking franchise. The Lakers have been just as bad. Mm -hmm. So, but it's L.A. 
you know, LA so. and, and, and they got so many rings in the past and, and the franchise and yeah, so they get looked at differently, of course, but hey man, we almost had about two hours almost, man, so yo, we gonna wrap it on up here, but yeah. before we get out of here, we gonna do what we normally do, the good look of the week. Who we got? Who we, we actually, got, Nori? Yo, we actually doing it a little different. We're going to do two good looks this week. But okay. um, for the first one, hey, man, the good look shout out. Since we spoke on Nipsey, I want to give it to Nipsey. Word. Um, I want to give it to him for just being who he was, being a real, genuine, authentic individual for dropping jewels in his um music, also doing what he did in the community, uplifting, making money, putting it back into the community, giving people jobs in the community. We just want to say thank you for doing that, Nipsey. And, you know, also being a role model to show kids that grow up in that kind of environment and gangbang and get involved in other stuff that you can turn your life around and, and become a positive individual. So I just want to give a good look, shout out to Nip. Thank you for, for, for just being you, being yourself, and just being, Appreciate being real, you, Nip. man. Yeah, we, 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 we love you. We miss love, you. Love, love. And um, we know you're looking down on us. And um, even though everybody already been saying it, you know, since it's passing, the marathon will continue. And I'm going to say it again. It will continue. That's right. Your legacy was real. And we're going to keep it alive, man. Nip, Word. rest in peace. And to his family, prayers blessings, and blessings. condolences, blessings to you. Y'all hold your head. And um, that's about it, man. So. For the second shout-out, I'm going to throw it over to Eggy, actually, man. He's going to run with this second shout-out before we get out of here. Yeah, man, the second shout-out that I wanted to give, man, and I, I talked to everybody about the second shout-out, man, and I, I think it's only appropriate and right to say it now before anything else happened, man. But the second good luck shout-out is going to my man, my ace, the homie, Mel. Yeah, son, I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Um, the reason why I decided to go ahead and give you the second good luck shout-out, man, is pretty much giving you the flowers while you can smell them. Um, from the first time I met you, I believe it was 2005, the tell end of 2005, 2006, man, you always had that hustling mentality, man. I remember you coming to the job training, eating your breakfast, knowing 30 minutes later that shit about to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a daily routine that that shit was coming out. But the, the hustler, the mindset that you had was, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. And a lot of people would have tapped out, a lot of people would have quit. You never quit. You kept marching forward. And um, the fact that you took the time and opportunity to hustle, to take money from your other business that you had to put together, this platform that we have right now, from the microphones to the wires to the cables to the soundboard to the laptop, to create this this platform that we have now, Uncensored Mics, man, it's the reason why I want to give you that good luck shout out, man. Thanks, so, thanks, so, thanks, so, thanks. So, so for, for me to you, man, I appreciate you 100%. I believe in your dream and your ambition, man. I'm going to continue to be by your side and going to continue to make sure that we get to the level that we need to be, man. So on my end to you, Mel, I appreciate you. Love is love. Yeah, thanks, good thanks, looking thanks, out. Thanks, thanks. Y'all know I'm going to push y'all. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. yeah, no doubt. I'm going to push y'all to the limit. I'm going to add, about that. On, I'm gonna add on to it, man. You know, me and you done had talks one-on-one, -on -one, man. I told you, yo, you, you had the vision, and yo, we hopped on your back, and hey, we going to get it done. We there with you to the end, man. And, um, Facts. We definitely, we definitely got love for you, man. We support you. We know how your mind works. You you on your grind, so do your thing. But um, you got your brothers here, man. We gon' yo, we gon' we, we got a goal. We gonna get there. And hey, you 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 the leader, man. We right behind you, following you. Absolutely. Right? So hey. wherever you lead us to, we go we, we gonna get there. Together no question asked. Group, jumping but, out the window, worry about hey, the landing later. Yeah, hey, worry hey, about that later. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, thanks. That no mean doubt. a lot, fella. That mean a lot. No doubt. Man. But I, I already know. That's why I say what I gotta say and keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But uh. 
Hey, man, yo, I guess that's really about it, man. Um, Yo, hey, everybody, if you're not following us, please follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, um, hop on Spotify, hop on Apple to listen, all that. Remember, we got links in there. You can you can get merchandise, yo, from everything, from socks to to tank tops to leggings for your female, um, everything, man. Phone cases, all that. If you if you really want to support us and you like what you hear from us, we're gonna keep giving y'all good content every week, man. Yep. But, um, just keep supporting us in, in any way you can, even if you don't cop any merch. Hey, just support us by listening or, or subscribe. Double tap subscribe. the pictures on our on, on our page, all that. We love the support and we love to hear any kind of feedback from everybody, man. And, and we appreciate each and every one of y'all who take the time to listen, man. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Keep listening. But um, that's it. Until next week, we'll catch y'all later. Yep. All right, we out. Yes, sir. Yep. Ocean views. Small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the fuel. I talk shit, but she know it's true. Ocean views. Small circle, it's a chosen few. I wrote it down and I followed through. I bought a pound and we rode the fuel. I talk shit, but she know it's true Blessings, bitches in my section Yo, with all this money, I'm obsessive Weapons Turning off y'all extras Turning off this bullshit direction Turning up my grind Waking up to more pressure But it's all in your mind So I never feel pressure Knew it's all in due time Now I'm stacking like Tetris Hustle hard is my message Then double back and get extras No, I spaz when I catch it Yellow bone, white Lexus All black tint, two white cuffs Fat gold chain, Sprite Texas I'm just young and I'm reckless I'm just on for my section I'm just out here on top speed With my top down and I'm revving I don't know about hell I don't know about heaven All I know is about right now And this lifestyle is interesting Ice down in my session I just write down his confessions Niggas died they got life around me I guess that I'm an exception Bless ocean views Small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the fuel I talk shit but she know it's true Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the fuel I talk shit but she know it's true Look, I'm in these streets with my chewing on And my beers with my music on Old friends like we chewing on Shit, I've been on my grind, I ain't usually home Focused, I ain't using phones Lately, I've been using songs To get my point across Why niggas around me lose it all But that's your point of toss I guess I always knew the ball And that's just where we boss I'm cracking cause I do my job Look, From fucking hood rats to fucking stars Spending all cash to sliding cards It's the definition of living large Smoking top flight in the biggest cars Told you won't eight, this shit was ours Getting this cake, yeah, nigga, then getting more Look at this world, young nigga, this really yours Nigga, this really mine, my niggas is really for it Them buildings is really high, them cars is really foreign And all I see is ocean views Small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the fuel I talk shit, but she know it's true Ocean views, small circle, it's a chosen few I wrote it down and I followed through I bought a pound and we rode the fuel I talk shit, but she know it's true Yeah, early morning off that flight though We gon' go hard and get right, bro It seems simple, that's not life though Ten years later, I'm alright though Look 
These niggas act like they don't like though. They be mad cause niggas shine bright though. Look, I got a Ruger and a Brightco. But I'ma let you pick which way tonight go. I got my dough right, plus the right dough. I mean it's legal, pay taxes to them white folks. My procedures stay cracking till my lights low. Then when I die, I blue rag around my right folk. Hundred thousand in my coffin, that's just light though. Playing Stevie Wonder song, smoke some flight, bro. Crack a pint of act, the board in some sprite, bro. Until that day, I'm walking towards in my sights, though. Cause all I see is ocean views.